Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans. I'm Josh Conway. Welcome to The Scorecard, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, January 31. Today, Arnie stays on, a rivalry on the golf course heats up, and Novak needs a sleep. But first... Australian cricket's night of nights went ahead in Melbourne last night, jammed in between our men's test players about to get on a plane to India and our women to South Africa for a World Cup. And it's fair to say David Warner wasn't wrapped with making his way down to Crown Casino just days out from the big test tour. Now that you are here, are you happy to be here? No. <laughs> you can see I'm, I'm, I'm tired, but look, for, for us it's not about the men. It's about, obviously, the, the, the partners, you know, it's their night. As for the actual award, Steve Smith became just the third men's player to win the Allen Border Medal four times, taking out the gong ahead of Travis Head and Warner. That's despite Smith not polling a single vote in the T20 section of the count for the entire year. What, 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 what? With votes from the players, umpires and media heavily weighted towards Test cricket, where Smith dominates, hitting three centuries in the whites over the voting period. Smith joining former skippers Michael Clark Get ready for a broken and Ricky Ponting in winning the top honour for a fourth time. Amongst some, some pretty special players here, and yeah, like I said, I certainly don't play for, for these kind of accolades. I literally just go out and try and score as many runs as I can and help the team out in any way that I can. Beth Mooney claimed the Belinda Clark Award for the women's top player, while Usman Kawaja took out the newly renamed Shane Warne Test Player of the Year. And he was pretty happy with how he scrubbed up too. I must be going to hell because it's a sin to look this good. <laughs> it wasn't all smooth sailing though with our national captains Meg Lanning and Pat Cummins opening the broadcast on Fox Sports and the pair providing this awkward moment after an auto cue mishap. <laughs> we wrote these scripts ourselves. <laughs> Just can't get rid of Arnie. I'll be back. No, not that one, but Graham Arnold, the Socceroos coach, signing on with the national side for another four years yesterday. The new deal will see Arnie lead us until the end of the next World Cup in 2026, after our most successful cup run since 2006 last year in Qatar. Who could forget those crazy scenes in Fed Square that captured the nation? Arnie even knocking back mega deals from clubs overseas to stay in the green and gold. I said to JJ and, and the board that if I did stay on, it's something that I want to do, to leave a legacy for men's football, but also to help the kids. Yes, I looked at other clubs that I, I could have gone to in, in Europe, had a couple of offers from uh, Middle East nations, but at the end of the day, I want to help Australia. The world game has gone through some difficult times since the World Cup down under. Let's hope this is the boost it needs. Who doesn't love a good sporting rivalry? And there's a nice one brewing in the unlikeliest of places, the golf course. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. No, there's not a Happy Gilmore sequel and the resumption of the battle between Happy and Shooter McGavin, but there is a bit of spice between Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reed. Now, for context, those two have been at odds since McIlroy criticised players, including Reid, who joined the rival Saudi-backed Live Golf Circuit. You suck. There's also been a couple of cheating claims on the course put against Reid, and going into this week's Dubai Classic, get a load of this, the American reportedly threw a tee at McIlroy on the driving range. Rory claims Reid is now the man he prefers not to know. So you can imagine his excitement when he came from behind to win the tournament, McElroy birdieing the last hole with this to get one over his arch rival. And he's done it. Wonderful stuff from McElroy. 
Remember how we mentioned how tired David Warner is and how delighted he was to go to the Australian Cricket Awards last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's not the only high-profile sports person in need of a sleep after a 10th Aussie Open title, Novak Djokovic. Says he's a bit burnt out, and it's not hard to see why after battling a tournament-long hamstring issue and late pro-Russia controversy involving his dad, the 22-time Grand Slam champ admits it was a bit of a struggle. It has required an enormous amount of energy, I think, mentally and emotionally, most of all. So that's why I, I do feel a little bit deflated at the moment. Uh, but, of course, greatly satisfied and, and happy for, for the win. But here on the scorecard, we do get the feeling the $2.9 million cheque that popped into his bank account this week for winning yet another title at Melbourne Park will help him to get to sleep a little easier. And finally, a feel-good story out of New Zealand. It's New Zealand, part of Australia. New Zealand is New Zealand! With Campbell Johnson publicly coming out as gay, the first All Blacks player to do so. The retired 43-year-old played three tests for the national team and came out on network TV across the ditch yesterday, saying in part he wanted to do so to take away the stigma and help others who may be wrestling with a similar decision. Good on you, mate. Let's hope Campbell's move does just that. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for today. Liam Flanagan is back with you tomorrow. Listener.